Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. I am Brad Brown. It's good to have you with us. Thank you to the MoneyWeb team back again next week. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be chatting to the skipper of this African ladies cricket side, Danae Fanika, ahead of the final one-day international against India in Potchefstroom tomorrow. We'll also hear from athletics journalist Wesley Botton uh, about the decision to bring Justin Gatlin out to race in the Grand Prix Athletics uh, Series next month. And we'll also hear from Malcolm Marks, who was the big winner at the SA Rugby Awards today. But let's start with some soccer news. SABC Sport has learned that Baroque FC have allegedly suspended head coach Koloko Tobajane. Tobajane was allegedly given his suspension letter earlier in the week following allegations that he drank on duty last weekend when the side faced Free State Stars in the league. Letaba Kanyaho filed this report. Two other officials, assistant goalkeeper coach Chofa Jomashweni and kit manager Delbert Lekwana, are also set to be implicated in this matter. It is also alleged that captain Ola Lengshaku, midfielder Sipomweti and goalkeeper Oscar Masuluki are also involved in their training separately from the team as punishment for their deeds. The club has been inconsistent in getting results lately and the country sitting in ninth position on the AFSA Premiership block with 26 points from 20 matches. There also claims that Technical Director Dr. Kumalo has complained about Tobejani not following game plans on match days. When contacted for comments on this matter, this is what Club Chief Executive Morgan Mamila said. I was not around during the team when they were practicing on Wednesday. I understand that they were off yesterday. I'm going to attend to the training session today. Then I think, uh, as far as I know, I don't know anything. I'll come back to you after 5 o'clock today. Let's have a Hanyawa SABC Sport, Polokwane. Meanwhile, Mamelodi Sundowns captain Flombo Kakana says it's not easy to play against unknown teams from lower divisions. Sundowns come up against National First Division team Cape Town All-Stars in the Nedbank Cup first round encounter at the Athlone Stadium in Cape Town this evening. The Brazilians are riding high on the PSL standings, while their opponents are currently 10th on the NFD log. You know, playing against uh, the teams that we, we, know, uh, we don't know much about them, it's, it's a difficult thing to do. Uh, as Mamelodi Sundowns, we have seen when we play teams like um, uh, Chiefs, we can we know their personnel, we know how to plan against around them. So when we play teams that we don't know, I think we just have to use uh, our guesswork and try to make sure we double our effort because it's not going to be easy. They they know about us, obviously they they watch our matches. So uh, I I foresee them giving us a tough time, but we just have to make sure that we win the match. Kickoff is at 8 p.m. this evening. On to cricket, India on the verge of a series victory on South African soil. The tourists lead the six-match series 3-0 and will aim to break the pro tiers winning streak in pink one-day internationals when the teams clash at the Wanderers in Johannesburg tomorrow. Pro tiers all-rounder Chris Morris says the team know what's at stake. Yeah, I mean it's natural, natural pressure. Um, we've obviously got our unbeaten run in the pink there that's added a little bit of pressure, which is cool. Um, but yeah, it's obviously it's, it's do or die for us now. You know the series. We lose one more, as you know, that's the series gone. So we'll be fighting for every single ball, every single run out there. And, um, yeah, a lot of pressure, but what's cricket without pressure? It's boring. 
In domestic cricket news, uh, the Lions ended day three of uh, their Sunfoil series clash against, uh, or day two rather, against the Warriors at Buffalo Park in East London on 12 for one. They are chasing 161 for victory, needing another 149 runs to win. The Knights up against the Dolphins. Uh, the Knights dismissed the Dolphins for 237 in their first innings and enforced the follow-on. The Dolphins currently nine without loss at the close of play. The Titans are 168 for three against the Cape Cobras at Willowmore Park in Benoni. That's after the Cobras were dismissed for 428. The Titans still trail by 260 runs. In Rugby News, Springbok hooker Malcolm Marks was the big winner in the SA Rugby Awards. He was named the SA Rugby Player of the Year, Young Player and Super Rugby Player of the Year for 2017. The Blitzbox won the Team of the Year Award with their coach Neil Powell winning the Coach of the Year accolade. And uh, as far as Sevens players go, Roscoe Speckman scooped that award. Warwick Gallant was named Curry Cup Premier Division Player of the Year. On to some golf news. Former world number one Lee Westwood and defending champion Brett Rumford continued to lead the way in the hand of Super 6 in Perth. The pair will play together for a third round in a row tomorrow after setting or sharing the lead at the end of the second round at 8 under par. They were one stroke ahead of a group of four players that included Denmark's Thorbjorn Olsen, Australia's Lucas Herbert, Scotland's Grant Forrest and Thailand's Prom Misavat. Xander Lombard is the leading South African. He is seventh, just two strokes back on six under par. And finally, the Penchang Winter Olympic Games has begun in South Korea with a very colourful but cold opening ceremony. Meanwhile, the Court of Arbitration for Sport has dismissed an appeal by 47 Russian athletes and their coaches against a ban on participation in the Games. The Russians had argued that they had been wrongfully excluded from the Games by the IOC. There will be 169 Russian athletes competing at the Games, but they will be competing as independents. Coming up next here on SAFM Sport Trap, We'll chat some cricket. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. And uh, as we've been talking this afternoon, the South African men's cricket team in action against India tomorrow at the Wanderers. But the third of three one-day internationals between our South African women's cricket team and their Indian counterparts taking place at Sandvest Park in Potchefstroom tomorrow. India being dominant in the first two uh, ODIs of the series. We join now by the South African skipper, Danae Fonikat. Danae, welcome on to SAFM Sports Trap tonight. Thank you for chatting to us uh, the night before tomorrow's game. Uh, it's been a disappointing uh, series. Uh, we don't, let's not beat around the bush. Uh, you, as a team, have been way below your best. Um, yes, first of all, thank you for having me. It's always nice to chat to you. Um, yeah, I guess uh, that sums it up really well. Um, we haven't been close to our best. Um, we had a seven-month layoff, but we we said, um, you know, we said it's not an excuse. We need to get better, um, you know, quicker. And um, unfortunately, we didn't. So we we have a lot more to play for. It's another six games. So hopefully, we can, you know, pull it back. Today, cricket's a great level, isn't it? Uh, I mean, uh, the last time we spoke, I think, it was just after the World Cup, a superb performance by South Africa. As much as it was disappointing that you guys didn't go all the way, uh, it was uh, it was a very, very good performance. And and to come into this series, like you say, it's been a, a long layoff, but you you would have gone in with some confidence, no doubt. Uh, and this is this has been a bit of a rude awakening. It's it's almost a, a good way to to start things up again, to 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 sort of realise, hang on a sec, we we've still got to do the hard work. We can't just pitch up and win. 
Yes, no, that's actually spot on. We spoke about it in the meeting, and, you know, it's not nice to lose the way we did and, you know, by the margins we did, but uh, it's a wake-up call. Like you said, it, um, you know, we all woke up and, and realized, listen, uh, it's not seven months ago. It's not uh, the World Cup, you know. We had a fantastic run at the World Cup, but um, reality is we didn't achieve. We didn't win a World Cup, you know. Um, uh, in the years to come, they're not going to remember that we made the semi-finals. They will remember the winners. So we have to strive to be better. And you know, at the moment, we aren't at our best. But you know, it's it's all to play for, like I said. And hopefully, we can turn it around early enough. Um, I don't mind winning six out of eight, um, starting with two losses. Absolutely, and and it, it is a long run. We'll chat about that in a mo as well. Have, have the Indian side surprised you? How good they've been, particularly playing in South African conditions. Oh yes, you know, we could see with the men and, and now we see with the women. You know, they've they've been doing the basics really well and um that's something I saw. Uh they they're willing to back uh fifty overs and, and the top order wants to score runs. Mandana you can see she's hungry for runs and um some reason we can't stop her at the moment. Uh, we have to work harder in our backyard than we did in, in England planning wise. Um but you know it's all a learning learning curve for us as well. Um uh some of the wickets weren't you know, as green as we would like or whatever, but uh, at the end of the day, we are professional cricketers and we have to um, make sure that the, uh, we sum up the conditions as early as possible and, um, you know, try and win matches. Danae, it's so funny how, how the similarities between your series against India and the men's team against India have, have sort of progressed. It's almost, I mean, if you look at the scorecards, you, you would almost think it was the same series. It's, it's been so similar. But, but one of the things, and I know you said this in your post-match interview after the second loss, is, is it's just not on not batting your 50 overs in, in, a, in a 50 over game. Whatever happens, you've got to bat those overs through. And, and that's something, uh, it's just not forgivable. No, that's, again, spot on. Um, you know, uh, we haven't been batting 50 ever. We've been batting 30 at the most, uh, all out. Um, I don't know if we want to win the game in the first 10 overs. I don't know what it is. We're still trying to figure it out. Um, you know, uh, we spoke about it and we said that India at the moment showing us how to bat. In our conditions, uh, we have to be willing to bat 50 overs and, and, and face 300 balls. Uh, you know, if we can score off half of that, we'll, we'll get 300 easily. So it's just about applying ourselves, and, and we haven't done that. We, we haven't done that, and we've identified that. And hopefully, you know, uh, with the preparations leading up to, to tomorrow's ODI, we can, you know, rectify that. There's a, there's a, you know, there's still a positive vibe around in the in the side, and that's a very positive thing for me as a captain. You know, it's always easy to to start looking for stuff that isn't there. Um, we haven't been at our best. India has been a better side at the moment, but um, we're, once we click, we are we are an unstoppable team. So hopefully that that'll start tomorrow. Do you think it's just been a, a bit of a case of of rustiness, not not having competitive cricket, as you say, for for seven months? Um. It can be and it can't, but everybody has played provincial cricket. Myself, Marizan, we were in Australia for four months. We played competitive cricket throughout those four months. And then we had Lozelle and Mignon that was at the big bash for the last two months. And uh, yes, it's T20 cricket, but it's cricket in itself. And um, so I don't know if I can say that's an excuse. I don't want to look at any other excuses by the fact that we aren't doing the basic strike. We need to get the basic strike, and that is starting 50 overs, getting partnership. I think of a highest partnership is say, 32 or something in two ODIs, which is unacceptable. Um, so we, you have to look at the facts and be honest with yourself and, and very proud of the team and, and, and management. We have been honest with ourselves, and uh, we are trying to rectify the things we've been, been doing wrong. And, again, what better way to start it at Senators Park? 
Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk bigger picture. You, you mentioned uh, six six matches or eight matches, uh, and, and there's six still to come. Obviously, there's three against India here, but this all form part, uh, forms part of the ICC Women's Championship. And, and like you say, you, you win the next six, and it's, uh, and it's all is forgiven in the first two, essentially. So uh, not all is lost just yet, but uh, tomorrow is vital in the greater scheme of things. You've got to put in a good performance, and you've got to win tomorrow. Yes, um, unfortunately only the ODIs um, count for, for the ICC Women's Championship and we already, you know, lost four points, which is crucial in, uh, in the bigger scheme of things, uh, going to obviously automatically qualify for the World Cup. Um, so that, that's a bitter pill to swallow for me um, and I know for the team as well. But again, if we can get two points on the board, uh, we on the board and, and we can get our campaign, you know, up and running for, for qualifying for the World Cup. But, um, you know, I think we've been a bit too focused on that. Uh, just we're thinking qualifying, qualifying. It's, four, it's, it's still four years. Um, I think we should just, you know, take it back 7,000 steps and just and con- concentrate on, on the next game and that's, that's, that's tomorrow. Well, Danae, uh, best of luck tomorrow. We're going to know that we are right behind you through thick and thin. It hasn't been a, the greatest of starts uh, to to your, your sort of next cycle, but uh, let's hope it improves tomorrow, and uh, we'll be watching it closely. Best of luck to you and the rest of the team. Hopefully there's lots of runs in store. Thank you so much. I hope so too. <laughs> love and marriage is warmth. It's the amazing feeling you get when you see that person that you love. I knew from the first time I met her, she was going to be the one. The immediate spark was more than a sign for me. I felt that spark. Then I knew she was the one. A lifetime of love and happiness. And then it started. The lies, the cheating. She wasn't giving me any more attention. I felt betrayed. Um, made me feel insecure. And the strangest thing is that I still want this. I want us. Whatever it takes to save our marriage. If you want to be part of SABC's new reality show, Saving Our Marriage, call us on 010-594-5520 or email us on som at connect.tv. SABC3. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. You would have heard yesterday that uh, the big announcement for the athletics uh, meet, athletics meet that's taking place in Pretoria uh, next month, that uh, Warren Gatlin is coming to South Africa. We're joined now by athletics journal from the Citizen, Wes Botton. Wesley, welcome on to SAFM Sports Chat this evening. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Brad. Thanks for having me on, man. Whereas I'm conflicted, if I have to be honest. Uh, I love athletics, and I'm, yeah. to be honest, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed. Uh, Gatlin's got a very checkered past. I mean, he's a great runner. There's no ways about it, uh, no two ways about it. But surely we could have got a better role model to come to South Africa. Uh, yeah, look, if, if we're talking role models, absolutely. Um, I don't think you want to be teaching kids uh, or talented young athletes that that's kind of the way to go or, or uh, the, the approach that Gatlin took to his career is the right way to go but you know I, I do understand Athletic South Africa and the race promoters or, or event promoters sort of predicament I mean at the moment he's the fastest guy in the world he, he is the world champion and you know even though we know that he does we know that he, he has previously been sanctioned for it um, I, I think firstly we do, we do. I guess have to live in a society where where somebody's done something wrong. They've they've served their time and then they've come back. You've got to allow them to run. Um, but 
do we draw the line at he's allowed to run, but we don't want him to run in South Africa? Uh, I don't know. But Athletic South Africa had a choice, I guess. Do you bring the fastest guy in the world to run against our sprinters, or do you bring the seventh fastest guy because he's never done it? Um, I think it's a problem in the sport, and unfortunately it affects us, it affects the fans, it affects um, the athletes themselves, and, and that's obviously why we don't like doping. But like you say, it is a conflicting thing. But I, I, you know, as a reporter, I just try and kind of put that out of my mind. I have to because the guy's allowed to run, and that's the situation that I have to kind of approach it at. Uh, people who make these decisions have decided that he can run, and as long as he's the fastest guy and he's the guy to beat, um, I'm glad that Athletic South Africa is bringing him. Uh, I think it's unfortunate that he's not going to be racing our best athletes. But um, personally, I, I just I, I don't really have any issues with him coming. Yeah, Wes, you make a very interesting point there. You saying that uh, you're bringing him out to race uh, against South Africans, but he's running 150 meters, which is uh, a very weird distance. First of all, Akani Sambini, who's uh, arguably our fastest uh, sprint over 100 meters, is going to be running the 100. So they're not going to be racing against each other. You, I know it's early in Gatlin season, but do you think that's a bit of a waste getting the guy out here? And I, I mean, it's almost an exhibition. He's not. He's not going to be running against the best South Africa's got to offer. Yeah, I think it's a massive waste. I mean, I don't know how much money they're spending, but obviously it does cost money to bring out the world hundred meter champion. Um, to bring him out to to kind of race a time trial on his own is is beyond ridiculous. And if you even agents, I've heard agents complaining that you know we've got South African athletes that could be paid to compete at this event. Um, if you're bringing Gatlin over to race, controversy aside, that's going to be a brilliant race. If you can put him up against the Kani Sambina, um, they've even got an opportunity. The promoters have a chance here to to kind of build this as a, a hero versus villain thing, you know. And it, they can really use it to promote the sport in South Africa. They're not doing that. They're paying all this money, bringing him over here, and he's not going to be racing against the Kani Sambina, which would be sort of the obvious matchup to make. Wait for Nikaps engine, so he's not competing. We're now finding out that Clarence Munyai, uh, one of our top junior or he's just turned senior but one of our up and coming guys is also running the 100 uh, we don't know what Onasso Jobudwan is doing Enrico Brankis is likely to be running the 100 so it gets to the point where you're literally going to be watching uh, Justin Gatlin either running on his own or, or maybe running against school kids I don't know what the plan is here but from a, from a resource perspective um, definitely an absolute waste of money and if you like I said earlier very keen to watch Gatlin controversy aside he's possible man in the world, bring him, let's watch him race, but if you're going to bring him to, to run on his own, and then have all the other South Africans racing in a separate event an absolute, absolute waste of money, in my, in my opinion Yeah, absolutely, and, and Athletics South Africa has been under the pump, I mean, I'm not sure where all the money's coming from, if it's uh, the promoters or if it's Athletics yeah. South Africa that are, are putting the money up, but but the, the sport yeah. has been under pressure for, for not supporting South African athletes, we've seen it over the years, uh, and, and to me this, again is a wasted opportunity. Surely this money would be better better spent supporting athletes in South Africa who, who, who desperately need that support. Yes, for sure. So, again, if you're going to bring Gatlin out to race against the Kani Sambine, 100%, I can understand that, that that's going to get bums in seats, and I can understand the reasons for that. If you're going to bring him out here to run a time trial, surely the better option would be to to kind of give some of the local athletes who don't get opportunities overseas um, to be able to make a little bit of money because you're not going to lose anything. 
you have a much better chance of getting people into that stadium by letting them know that Luva Manyonga is going to be jumping against Ruslan Samai or Akani Sambinez racing against Enrico Brankis. For me, as a, even as an, an analyst of the sport, um, I would appreciate watching those events far more than I'm going to watch appreciate um, uh, watching Justin Gatlin running a 150-meter race on his own. So, yes, they've, they've, I think, fluffed this in so many ways. And it's so sad, Brad. You know, they've, they've launched the series with the right idea. They've definitely got the right concept, and it's definitely something that we need. It's the first time they're doing it. Maybe we shouldn't be too harsh on them, but I think the reality is that they've, they've taken something that had uh, real potential and they've just kind of flopped it. So um, maybe they learn from this and maybe they do a better job next year. But supporting uh, tainted athletes is one thing. Uh, bringing them over here to race is another thing. Wasting money and wasting everybody's time is a completely different argument. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, the promoters are going to have to really reassess the, the way that they approach this. Yeah, Wes, I agree with you 100%. I love the idea of the series three meets uh, in, in close succession. I, I think we, it's, it's desperately needed in South Africa to grow the sport. And we've got some good athletes coming through and, uh, and, and some real stars on the global stage who, who, who should be here sort of uh, running and jumping and throwing. And, and, and I mean, you just think of, of uh, Luvaman Yonga's performance. Uh, in Paris and indoor this week. I mean, those, that's the sort of talent yeah. that we're breeding here in South Africa, and we should be celebrating it and giving those guys as much opportunity as we can to race and 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 compete against the best in the world. And and I agree. I don't think this is uh, the, the best sort of uh, way to do it. There's talk that there are going to be a few other announcements of other athletes coming. Are we going to see more of this sort of thing, or do you think it'll be more in line with what we hope to see? Good athletes coming and racing uh, and competing against South Africans. Well, yeah, you know, we can only hope, I guess. We'll have to wait and see the announcements that are going to be made. But, um, you know, I think, I think the athletes proved at the national championships last year where they, they themselves managed to, to promote the event and get the, the, the spectators into the stands. Um, they, they showed South African sports fans that we don't need international athletes coming over here. We, we, we're in a situation which is ideal in that we have world-class athletes in South Africa, our very own compatriots, who are, let's use Wade Van Eekerk, who's unfortunately injured at the moment. Wade Van Eekerk is a bigger draw card than Justin Gatlin. So if Wade was running, I wouldn't see any purpose of bringing Gatlin out in the first place because we've got a bigger name here. Um, you can, you can, rather than bringing Gatlin out to, to race against these guys or Joshua Chetagay, who's, who's been included in, in the 1500 meter field in Rainsor, fantastic athlete. I'm not saying don't bring him. Um, but if you don't have anyone to race against him um, and at this stage we literally don't I mean, we just haven't got anybody who's going to be able to put up a fight against Chefs again what is the purpose of that? Are, are we now promoting Ugandan athletes and American athletes or does Athletic South Africa actually want to grow the sport at home? If, you, if you're going to spend that kind of money bringing Justin Gatlin out here, you would have a much, much better chance of getting people into the stadium by bringing Fonsi Nionsaba from Burundi and Margaret Wambui from Kenya to race against Casta Semenya. It will cost them a portion of what it's costing to bring Gatlin out, and you are going to have such an awesome race. You're going to have an Olympic final in Pretoria. That would be incredible. They're not doing that. So, like you say, hopefully the next few announcements are going to be matchups. We don't want to watch time trials. We don't want to watch foreign athletes competing on their own on South African soil. This is in 1996. We don't need Michael Johnson. We've got Wade Van Eekerk. We've got Akani Sampina. We've got Nuba Manuel. We've got Casta Semenya. 
bring people to compete against them. Don't bring people you think are better who are not just to try and bring people into the stands. I think it's the wrong approach. I could not agree more, and I hope that they are listening. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, hope that uh, sense does prevail. Wiz, uh, as always, great to catch up. Have a superb weekend, so we look forward to catching up again soon. Yeah, always good. Thanks, Dad. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. Well, on to some rugby now. Springbok hooker Malcolm Marks emerged as the big winner of the SA Rugby Awards with three awards as Player of the Year, Young Player of the Year and Vodacom Super Rugby Player of the Year. Marks dedicated his awards to his teammates and coaching staff at both the Springboks and the Lions when handed his awards at Emirates Airline Park earlier today. His awards come on the back of Marks also being awarded the Lions Player of the Year last weekend. Uh, yeah, no, obviously I'm thankful, very humbled at the same time. Um, but then again, like I've said before, uh, this couldn't have been done if it wasn't for my teammates and my coaches. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be on the field. So I think this award actually has to go out to them. Mark says his focus at the moment is not on the Springboks, but rather on contributing to the Lions Super Rugby campaign. With changes in the Springbok management after the departure of Bok coach Alice Katsia and the resignation of Bok assistant coach Franco Smith yesterday, Marks believes this is an opportunity to start on a new slate ahead of the June Test Series against England. My focus isn't really there at the moment. My focus is obviously at the Lions for Super Rugby at the moment, first trying to play there. And then if the opportunity presents itself in, in June, then we'll have a look at that then. But at the moment, I'm focused at the Lions. Yeah, definitely. Every year is a new year. Like um, a, week in, a week in rugby is a long time, as they say. So um, obviously we'll see what happens what, what, uh, what happens in June. But uh, yeah, like I said, my focus is at, at the Lions at the moment. Marks believes that the Lions will be a strong competitive outfit in Super Rugby, even without former coach Johan Ackermann, and says they'll strive to get better after losing the last two Super Rugby finals. Uh, yeah, well, obviously most of the management has been there. Um, but yeah, we, we're taking it week by week, and obviously when the season starts, we'll take it game by game. Um, but our motto stays the same. We play to inspire and we play for an audience of one. Yeah, we're always striving for better, I suppose, on the field and off the field in life. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. We're not going to jump the gun and count our chickens before they hatch. Obviously, the first game is against the Sharks, and it's going to be a tough one, as everybody knows. But uh, yeah, like I said, we'll take it week by week and, and challenge by challenge. Looking at uh, those awards, Malcolm Marks winning SA Rugby Player of the Year as well as Young Player of the Year. The Team of the Year went to the Blitzbox, uh, Coach of the Year to Neil Powell and the Sevens Player of the Year to Roscoe Speckman. Junior Springbok Player of the Year is Juarno Ojastas, the eighth man from the under-20 Junior Springbok side. Uh, made his debut for the Stormers earlier in the last season as well. The Curry Cup Premier League Player of the Year was Warwick Gallant and uh, the Referee of the Year went to Yaku Paper. In other rugby news, the South African Rugby Union President Mark Alexander has revealed that he is in talks with the SABC about making sure that uh, they do continue radio broadcasts of Super Rugby and the Curry Cup. Alexander says that no decision has yet been made by the SABC regarding the broadcasting of, S- of Super Rugby and the Curry Cup. And even though they understand that the organization is facing financial difficulties, Saru want to have uh, rugby on the SABC radio platforms. I have been engaging with the CEO. Firstly, that is premature. Somebody leaked that to the press. Uh, that Rugby was one of the areas they identified. They haven't made a decision yet. They're way over their budgets and they're looking at ways of cutting uh, their budget to uh, suit the pocket. And uh, we've got a follow-up meeting next week to see how, what, we, what can we do uh, to make sure that we deliver rugby on, on, on radio.
we, we have to do the, the broadest base platform for, 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 for rugby, and uh, we want to ensure that rugby remains on SABC. Alexander also said that he was in talks with Supersport, who are the rights holders to Super Rugby and the Carry Cup, in an effort to broker a deal where the rights are made available to the SABC in order to maintain a reach on as many South Africans as possible. Actually, I'm actually in talks with the, with the, with the, with the rights owner because we sold those rights to, to, uh, to Supersport and we're busy negotiating and see what we can do around that. Because it's, 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 it's a must for rugby to have it on that broad-based platform. You know, sport is uh, sport is, uh, uh, is is a catalyst for social cohesion and, uh, and nation building, and, and not having rugby and, and people not get just annoy people from the game, and they they will walk away. And that is about it for SAFM Sports Wrap for another week. It's a busy sporting weekend in store this weekend. Uh, you can tune in to SAFM Sports Special with John Carricker on Saturday and Sunday afternoon. Tomorrow, uh, John will have updates from the cricket at the Wanderers. Comrades, uh, former Comrades Marathon and uh, Old Mutual Two Oceans uh, champion Caroline Vossman is going to be chatting to John as well, uh, as is Formula One legend Jody Schechter. That's definitely not one to miss. Then on Sunday, they'll have Nedbank Cup action, the clash between Kaiser Chiefs and Golden Arrows. Uh, and Selo Maduna, the South African Epe fencer, is going to be chatting to John as, uh, as well as uh, Mark Hopkins, newly appointed SA men's hockey coach. So that's all coming up on SAFM Sports Special this weekend. Don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch with us as well, you can. You can pop us an email to sport at safm.co.za. Let us know what's happening in your sporting world. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any feedback as well, you can also reach out via social media. Uh, SAFM Radio is uh, where you can find the radio station across the various platforms. You can reach out to me personally as well. At Big Brad Brown is where you will be able to find me. Have yourself a superb weekend. I'll be back again on Monday afternoon. We'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning on AM Live coming up after your 7 o'clock news. It is the Friday edition from myself, Brad Brown, and my team in Johannesburg, Cluolo, and Sylvester. Thank you very much for your help tonight. It is 7 o'clock and time for your news.